can help out the Savior. I felt fire from above. thank you that all our hope is in you God of all the things we could put our trust in none of it uh, will last none of it will serve any purpose Lord only only our trust that we put in you God will last and Lord I thank you that you have done everything necessary God everything that needs to be done you have done for us Lord and uh, we have that opportunity to give our lives to you to serve you God to be uh, we have that promise Lord, of everlasting life because of you. And Lord, as we uh, continue in this service today, God, I just want to lift you up. I want to 
uh, thank you for the opportunity to praise you. I want to pray for Brother Darrell as he delivers your word in a little while, God, and I want to uh, just uh, offer these songs that we sing up to you, God. Help us, Lord, as we worship you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone. And I'm no longer a slave to fear, though I am a child of God. And I'm no longer a slave to fear, though I am a child of God. chosen me your love has called my name I've been born again to your family oh your blood flows through my veins and I'm no longer a slave to fear oh I So I can walk right through 
Quaked before, moved by the sound of his voice, and seas that are shaken and stirred can be calmed and broken for my regard. And through it all, through it all, my eyes are on. for me to not believe even when my eyes can't see and this mountain that's in front of me would be thrown into the midst of the sea and through it all through it all my So let go of my 
Right, if you have your Bible, let's turn to Hebrews chapter 5, 9 through 14. There's an outline of this message on the back side of your announcements. You like to use that also. Hebrews 5, 9 through 14. If we work our way through the book of Hebrews. A couple of these verses we dealt with last week, I'm just going to kind of use them as an intro into the remainder of the chapter, which is what it is, down to the verse uh, 14. So we'll read again 9, as we did last week, but a very different thought this week. And having been perfected, he, that's Jesus, became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Called by God as high priest, according to the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have much to say and hard to explain since you have become dull of of hearing. So this introduces a new thought that we're going to deal with today. I don't know if you paid attention to the screen, but the title of the message is Teaching and Reaching Others. So he'll continue on with this thought now, a new thought, with verse 12. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you. Uh, right here, I'm going to include a quote that I've put in the bulletin from time to time. It's not in there t- today. But church members don't need to be invited. They need to be inviting, right? Church, need, church members don't need to be invited. You need to be inviting someone else. Uh, you, by this time, you ought to be teachers, but you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracle of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And so... There's, there's a thought, the thought of maturing, okay, growing up in the word and therefore growing up in our, just our all-around spiritual life. If you're looking at your outline, I'm going to ask you a, a couple questions. First one is, how long have you been a Christian? I'm going to give you a second, okay? I had, of course, like we all do, we've got to do the math here. How long have you been a Christian? I'm not going to, you know, ask who's been the longest and all that. I, I, th- I was afraid that be that gets to be kind of a distraction from what God wants to say. But how long have you been a Christian? I'll, I said I wasn't going to do it. I've been a Christian for 51 years, okay? How long have you been, okay? How long have you been a Christian? A lot of you, like me, have been a Christian a long time. And I don't know what a long time is, okay? But I know when I think about it, and then the second question, how's it, how's it going, okay? How is your Christianity going? Are you growing? Uh, this is, t- today is stopping, taking a break, and taking uh, inventory a little bit right here, right now, of how, how's it going? Are you growing? How long have you been a Christian? Do you... If you're anything like me, do you get the sense that you ought to be a little further along than you are? Do you ever get the sense that, that you ought to uh, 
not be struggling with some of the things that you still struggle with? If you've been a Christian a long time, don't you ever get the feeling, are you getting the feeling right now, that some of the stuff you ought to be kind of past by now? That why am I having to go back and deal with the same thing over with sin, what, what, but just dealing with the same thing over and over again? Shouldn't I be past that? And, you know, the, the painful truth for all of us is yes. <laughs> yes, you should be, and I should be. I, I get, and it's a, I don't want this to be discouraging. I want by the end of it to have us all just kind of take another step up, you know. But it's, uh, my personality, I discourage myself by thinking about it too much. Because I'm thinking, man, I ought to be, after 51 years, I ought to be way past, you know, wh where I'm at. Uh, what on earth's holding me back? So, even though, now some of it, some of you can honestly say, yeah, I'm doing great. You know, I'm I've grown so much, and some of you can probably say I've grown more than I thought I would. I'm the other way around. I've grown much less than I thought I would. I've grown much less than I hoped that I, that I would. So it's, how's it, when I ask, how's it, how's it going, it's going different, you know, obviously for all of us. All of us look at it a little bit differently. But let's just do this. Let's agree that probably, probably, a lot of us, are saying, you know, I really should be a little further along than what I am. And the pastor of that church, I mean, he just lays it out there and says that some of you are still having to be taught when you need to be teaching by now. By now, you need to be teaching. Now, I want to say this right now. When I talk about teaching, I'm not necessarily talking about teaching a Sunday school class, okay? I think that's what a lot of us think. Kind of like when I say preaching, you think, well, that's what I do. But no, we're all supposed to be involved in that, right? Teaching, preaching, sharing the gospel with someone else, with others. And some of us have got stuck in that mode of I'm always receiving. I'm always having to be taught. But I haven't ever made that jump. And that next step to being able to share it with someone else, teach someone else, not necessarily teaching a Sunday school class, just teaching, sharing, reaching someone else. So this morning, this is what it, how's it, how's it going? Let's take an in inventory. Now, so let's go on. Now, we're talking about growing in the word, okay? And I want to stay specifically there because that's what he does. He talks about the milk of the word and the the meat of the word, and of course the milk is the being, still being a baby in Christ. The, word, the, the meat is being mature in Christ. So let's go on. Uh, two more questions, and I wish I had underlined, but I want to emphasize the word when, and I want to emphasize the word what. When was the last time the Holy Spirit revealed something new to you in his word. I want you to think about that. And I want you to think about that and I want you to identify that. When was the last time, when was the last time the Holy Spirit revealed something new to you in his word? Okay? Here's the problem. Some of you can't think of a time. There's the problem. 
Because we're talking about growing in the Word, and to grow in the Word, you have to, what, be in the Word, and then have the Holy Spirit feed you, okay? That's, that's where we go from milk to meat. We're in the Word, and the Holy Spirit is feeding us through that Word. So I'm, <laughs> you have to be in the Word, Holy Spirit feeding you. When was the last time the Holy Spirit? I, I, I hate to just keep at it, but I'm trying to get you to think of it, and I want it to uh, get in you, okay? I, want, I don't want you to leave this morning and go out and be the same way you were, okay? I do not want you to leave this morning and go out and be the same way that you came in. So when, when was the last time the Holy Spirit revealed something new to you in his word? What is the last new thing you have learned from the word? Next, uh, not next week, next week is communion, but the Lord wills well, next time we're in Hebrews is going to be 6-1. I'll have a personal story to tell you about that verse, about that thought and that verse. I'm not going to do that right, right now. What's the last new thing you have learned from the word? I understand struggling. Well, okay, what was it or when was it? And, yeah, I've kind of got a grip. Okay, I understand that. You know, we don't write down the date. And we don't write down the time. I couldn't tell you exactly the time, exactly the date that the last time the Holy Spirit showed me something. But, I, but you know, what, 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 but at least there's something. At least there is something. What I'm trying to get our church to be is not a whole bunch of folks who have nothing. That the Lord isn't, hasn't, hasn't shown you anything. Then do you think that it's because he's no longer showing or is it because we're no longer looking? I, uh, I want to tell you this right now. It's not really exactly the same thing. But sometimes, and I know this, I know this is true. Sometimes God is not speaking to you because you're not listening to what he's trying to say. Why is that? Because you're listening to something else. And you're listening to someone else. And you're all distracted by something or someone in your life for the Lord to speak to you and to show you and for him to speak to you you, you're going to have to lay something else down, set something else aside, stop listening to something or someone else so that he can speak to you. The Holy Spirit does not shout, Isaiah said. He is like, the, he's like someone sitting on your shoulder whispering to you in your ear. That's why it's, that his voice is often called a still, small voice. God, why don't I hear you? And God's saying, why don't you listen? Why don't you listen? And then you can hear me. Husbands and wives, parents, you know the best way to get your children to listen? Go into the bathroom and shut the door. Right? All of a sudden, or say, honey, can I talk to you in private? Let's go over here. Oh, all of a sudden, in my house, I had eight ears immediately. Shouting. And it's odd because I just did that, you know. I'm gonna, <laughs> I just did exactly. It doesn't help, but it feels good sometimes. <laughs> okay, I have to get, sometimes I just have to get this out. But he is, his voice is like a still small, this is convicting to me. Last week, the Lord dealt with me about this. The reason I'm not speaking to you is because you're listening to someone else. And the Lord's voice to me, stop it. When you stop listening... 
to someone else, I'll start speaking to you. When you lay your electronic device down and start getting in God's Word, and it may be on your electronic device, and, and, and that's great, but when you lay whatever it is down and get into God's Word, then maybe He'll start showing you something. Okay? I'm not going to beat that dead horse. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Let's move. Now I want to show you some examples. Okay? And then uh, the last, I've got three. They're, they're in, your, in, in, your, in your outline. One, two, three. And on the last one, I'm going to step out and do something. I'm going to step out on a limb for me personally on the last one. I'm going to show you a couple examples. This is, these are examples of what the Lord has shown me. I'm just going to give you an example of kind of what it might look, look like. Matthew chapter 14, verse 28. I'm not going to preach on these. I'm just going to talk about it a little bit, and I want to make you think about it. This is the time when Peter walked, getting ready to walk on water with Jesus. Every time you tell this story to someone, you're probably telling it wrong because of this verse. When I saw this verse, like, wow, I never saw it like that. Peter answered him, answered Jesus, and said, now Peter hadn't walked on the water yet, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. Almost every time you tell that story, you say, Peter asked Jesus if he could come to him. But that's not what he, what he says, right? Now, okay, I'm, I'm going to stop. I'll let you do Well, so what? You, you look at it. That's what I'm trying to get you, you to do. You look at it. What's the difference? You see it, okay? You see it. It's different. It's different. The truth of it is very different from how we often share the story. The, the next one, Luke 10. I almost preached on this today. Because last week I, I saw this, and it's like, man, I just couldn't hardly contain myself. I just got to preach on that. Well, you're going to hear this soon. I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know how I'm going to work this in, but I'm, I'm going to work this in soon. This is a story of the uh, Good Samaritan. I've preached on that story I don't know how many times. I never saw this. Okay? There's the priest is someone, right? Jesus is telling a parable. So everybody in the parable and everything in the parable relates to somebody or something. There's the priest, the Levite, the Good Samaritan, and each one of those people are someone. They're, they're representative, right? It's a parable. Then there's the man who was hurt lying in the ditch. You know, I've never dealt with him. I've dealt with the least, the priest, the Levite, and the Good Samaritan, but I never really dealt with the man that's in the ditch. But Here's what I never really dealt with. And Jesus doesn't talk just to hear himself talk. And he included in the story that the Good Samaritan went and, uh, see, how many verses do we have? Two. The Good Samaritan uh, went to an inn and talked to the innkeeper. There's also an animal involved. I've never dealt with that, but I will. So he went to him, the Good Samaritan went to him, to the man in the ditch, bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he sent, set him on his animal. There's something there. Uh-huh. One of these days. Brought him to an inn and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, 
take care of him. I could preach this right now. I could just stop and just, whatever more you spend when I come again. Some of you are already seeing that. When I come again, I will repay you. So the end is something. And the innkeeper is someone. And the donkey is something. Right? You see it? I don't know if you do or not. Look at it. I'm stopping there. Okay? You look at it. This is what I want you to do. I'm trying to whet your appetite. I'm trying to get you to say, you know what? Simple fact. There's a whole lot more in God's word than what we have seen. There is so much more that the Holy Spirit has not shown us yet. Has not shown me yet. And I've just been kind of stuck in this uh, neutral spot. I may not have been going backward, but I sure don't feel like I'm going forward like I, I know that I can and I know that God can take me. Okay, now, the last verse. I'm going to step out on a personal limb here. This is, this is, for, this is the Holy Spirit dealing with me. And I've talked, I've talked to Aaron and Matt about this, and I want to uh, real quickly talk to all the deacons right after church about this. And it's going to be real quick because all the deacons are going to hear just about everything I'm going to say right now. I thought about just talking to them. I thought, well, that's the easy way out. And I'm supposed to show you, this is what I'm supposed to do to, with you this morning, is show you that it's okay to take a chance. And I'm taking a chance here. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm stepping out. This is, this is contrary to my personality. And I usually spend a lot. I've been dealing with this for three weeks. So if you'd asked me when, I would have said three weeks ago. Okay. I've been praying about this, dealing with this for three weeks. I usually spend a whole lot more time than that on something I feel like the Lord wants me to do. But I've been sharing this with group after group. I don't know about you. I do not know about you. But I'm telling you, for me, time is speeding up. And the work of God in my life is speeding up. It's, it, it, it's not about like or kind of like. It is that when he shows me something, he acts quickly. And I'm, I'm having trouble staying up with him. And so time for me right now is speeding up. It's like I just don't have a lot of time left. There's an urgency right now going on with, with me, and I don't have time to not do it. I don't have time to not step out there. I don't have time to not take a chance. Those days are gone. I don't have that much time left. And so whenever the Lord speaks to me and deals with me, I'm trying to do it right then. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to do what I think he's trying to do with me, speed things up. Okay? This is Paul speaking, of course, to the Corinthian church. And he says to them, preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. And not to boast in another man's sphere of sphere of accomplishment meaning you know I, I really don't want you Paul to go out and to be preaching already where others are all right that that makes sense but it's that part right there preach the gospel in the regions beyond you right now in my daily walk my daily read 
uh, I, I, t I take a translation. I read it all the way through. That's just what I do. I'm not saying that's what you, sh you should do. That's just what I do. This is the NCV, the New, the New Century trans Translation. says it this way. And this what got my attention, and I have not been able to get it out of my mind. We want to tell the good news. That's the gospel. Uh, in, in the areas beyond your city. In the areas beyond your city. It's the same thing. I want you to preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. In, but this, this one said it just like that. In the areas beyond your city. I could not get that out of my head. The areas beyond, your, beyond for me, it's Truman. Okay, we're going to do all we can here. We're, gonna, I, we're not stopping. We're going to do all we can. And let me, I know in the past year, the past you know, months, we, we're in this uh, uh, place, we have been in this place where we've had to, others have had to, what I call hunker down. You know, that's, that's okay. There's, there's times when a church, a business, an individual home has to hunker down because of COVID or, you know, there's, there's a time for that. And we have, we're having to change the way we do things. Nothing wrong with that. But I'm ready to stop hunkering down. I'm ready to reach out again, okay? And I cannot get that scripture out of my mind to preach the gospel in the cities beyond in the places beyond your your city the other towns i've got mark tree and harrisburg on my mind we do not have a general baptist presence there at all now it's not at all about general baptist it's about preaching the gospel but we do not have a general baptist presence at all in mark tree and harrisburg Meaning, we can do some things there, and I'm sorry, I know some other General Baptist pastors watch this, but we can do some things there and not step on General Baptist toes. Because General Baptist toes sometimes are kind of delicate. Okay? And we can do that and not step on General Baptist toes. There are people everywhere, everywhere who need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. You may have in your mind, well, everybody I know is a Christian, then get to know some more people because there's plenty of them out there. Seventy-five percent of the people in northeast Arkansas do not go to church. You thought it would be about half. No. Only 25 percent of us go to church. Seventy-five percent. Most of the people in northeast Arkansas are not in a church anywhere right now. Most. By far most. Not even close. And we don't have a presence in Mark Tree and Harrisburg. And there's other towns too. But I've got those two on my mind. So I talk. I was just beginning to And that's what I'm doing. This is where I, this is where I want to show you that I'm, I'm reaching out. I'm, I'm willing to make a mistake. I'm willing to fail. So I talked to Aaron and Aaron and Matt. Aaron and Matt both work at the same place in Marktree. I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't know what God's going to do. I'm not talking about starting a church. I'm talking about spreading the gospel. 
and whatever that means. I know that right now uh, people are a, little, are a little afraid of large groups. So what can we do? Small groups or something. But we can do something that's, that's out of the or, ordinary, outside of the box, something we've never done, be, done before. And that's what I'm trying to get you to think. What can we do that we've never done before, something that's new, something that we've learned that the Holy Spirit taught us, something else that we can do? We've never done it before this way because we never had to do it before this way. But things are changing, and we're keeping up with it, and whatever the Lord leads us to do. So anyway, I talked to those men. In five minutes of talking to Matt, he gave me two thoughts I'd never thought of. I'm not going to share those, but, he, but he, he talked about two things I just never thought of. Two things that we could do. I just, it never crossed my mind. And when I talked to him and, I, and, and he gave me two things that I never thought that I just never dreamed, I thought, you know what? I just need to tell everybody, all of us about this because you've got thoughts in your head too. You know of things that, that we could do or places that we could go or people that we could reach that I never dreamed of, that I never dreamed of. Can you allow the Holy Spirit right now to get a hold of you and to deal with you about something new that you or we can do in places where we are not preaching the gospel right now. Now, I know there are other churches in both of those towns that are doing a fantastic job of preaching the gospel. We're not going to go there and try to do what they do. But there are, but 75% of the people in Martree and Harrisburg still don't go to church. Even, even as good as those churches are doing in those towns, there's still a significant number of people there and everywhere who still need to be reached by the gospel. If you've got in your mind that most people have been reached, you just need to get that out of your mind because it's just simply categorically, statistically, not true. They have not been reached. And we have the gospel of Jesus Christ. He has taught us how to use it, so now go out and reach them. How can we reach them? How can we do that? And that's where I'm trying to get you right now to allow the Holy Spirit to open up your mind, open up your heart. Next, uh, next screen. What is your reason for not teaching and reaching anyone. What is your reason for not teaching and reaching anyone? You know what your answer is? I don't have one. Right? Hey, this hurts me like it does you. When I see that we have no presence in Harrisburg and Marktree, what's my reason for not doing anything about it? I'm scared. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. You know what's going through my mind? Jesus told essentially the same parable twice, the parable of the talents, and he gave gifts to the servants. He said, go, do something with it. One of the servants, in both of the stories, one of the servants had received gifts too. What did he do? He hid it in the ground. Why? I'm scared. I'm scared. I didn't know what to do. Those two things. I was afraid of you. I'm scared. And I didn't know how to invest it. I didn't know what to do. And the word of Jesus, send him to hell. It's what he said. I can't get those stories out of my mind. 
What if I'm wrong? So what? What if we reach out and we're not very successful and the percentage is just not real successful? What is the success rate if we don't do anything? What's the failure rate if we don't try anything? What is it? A hundred percent. The chances of failure if we don't try anything is a hundred percent. Is that okay with you? It's not okay with me. Because it's not okay with Jesus. And he told us that in those stories twice. He doesn't care if we make mistakes. He doesn't care if it doesn't go like we wish it would go. What's he say? Try. Try. Do something with what I have given you. What is your reason for not teaching and reaching anyone? The truth is you don't have one. Except I'm afraid and I don't know how to do it. Not, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. You have been given a gift. Let's put it to use. In the last screen, use the word of God to put you to use. Use the word of God to put you to to use. Now, all the deacons in the room, this doesn't get you off. We're still going to spend about five minutes after church. You say, well, you already talked about it. I know. We're going to get together and pray about it. Okay, the deacons and I are going to gather up here. We're, we're, going to, we're going to pray about it. Okay? I can't stand not trying something. Okay? I just can't stand not trying something. I want you to be that, that way too. I just can't stand not trying something. Lord, what can we do? Show us. Now, we're not, we're not into man-made plans. We're not into, I, I don't even, I'm, I guess I'm almost asking you to brainstorm, but it's more than that. It's God's storm. I didn't even think of that till, till just now. It's God's storm. God, what do you want us to do? Show us what you... Just as we look through God's word and he begins to show us things and show us scripture, God, show us what you want us to do. Open up doors, and when you open up the door, Lord, I want to be ready to walk through. And really, I, th I think that's what I'm trying to get us to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it, but I want to walk through that door when I see it open. So use the word of God to put you to use. Now, I talked to you about what's going on with me. That's, that's with Mark Tree in Harrisburg. You haven't thought about that. That's not been on your radar at, at, at all. But what is on your radar? What is your mission field? What is your person? See, I've talked about towns. What is your person? There's maybe somebody, just one individual, that you've been feeling convicted that you're supposed to do something, say something. Okay, let's do something. Let's say something. Let's reach out. But I'm scared and I don't know how. Let's, let's get over that. By the power of the Holy Spirit, let's get over that. Madam, will step down. You just don't know how many Sundays that I've gotten ready, I stand over there, gotten ready to preach, and, and I'm not just saying this, but I thought to myself, I can't do this. 
I don't know what I'm scared. You, you may not believe it. You scare me. Because you're scary. To stand up here with this crowd. Let, let me tell you. I'm going to pat you on the back. Every preacher that preaches here. Gets the strong sensation. The strong message to them. They've got to say something. You're a crowd that requires the preacher to say something. That's scary. And I've stood week after week, and I don't know what to say. And you say, well, it's all there on the outline. There's a whole lot of difference between printing something on an outline and getting up here and saying it. I don't know how to do it. I can't get my head straight. But the Holy Spirit, listen, the Holy Spirit takes over and does what I can't do. Aaron has heard me say this over and over. Preaching is not hard to do. It's impossible to do. Okay? If the Holy Spirit doesn't do it, it's not going to get done. Well, preaching for you, sharing the gospel, sharing with someone, reaching someone, that's not just hard to do. It's impossible to do. And so it's getting on our, knee, on our knees and say, Lord, help me, empower me, show me. Lord, I'm ready to do something. I'm going to ask the musicians to come. and We're going to have our, our prayer time right now. And I'm going to ask you to pray. And, and if, you're, it's, if you've always been taught, 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 but now you know that, that it's come that time that it's time to teach, it's time to reach, it's time to do something else, it's time to do something new, it's time to do something fresh. I don't want to just keep on being like this. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to do something in me. Great. I'm going to ask you if you'll stand. And this is what our, our prayer time is. I'm going to ask you to bow your head and just let the Holy Spirit put a picture of maybe there's an individual on your mind that you are being convicted that it's time to reach, it's time to teach. For you, it may be a place. You know, the inn in that story is a place. For you, there may be a place that it's, I need to be Jesus in that place place. That place may be your work, your school, your home. It may be your church. But Jesus is convicting me that I need to be Jesus in that place. And I'm going to stop letting them, I'm going to stop listening to them and start listening to Jesus as I try to reach them. Whatever it might be. Whoever it might be. As the Holy Spirit deals and works in this place right now with you. If you need to come and pray, say, Lord, that's, that's what I need. I need. I need to do that. I need to start. I need to start. As you know, I, I need to reach out. I need to teach. I need to reach. As the Holy Spirit moves in you, I'm going to ask you to come. Pray for that person or that place. That person or that place. And pray for yourself. Lord, I need that Holy Spirit in me. So I can do that. I can reach and teach. If you need to come and pray, we invite you to come.
second chance inside I heard you call my name I felt you lift my shame and I made a vow that day that I'd spend the rest of my life loving my Jesus showing my scars telling my story of how mercy can reach you where you are and I pray the whole world hears the cry of my the ones I love, loving my Jesus. Sin tries to make you hide, whispers the same old lie, keep all your Lost world needs someone I'm trying to be. Truth that will set me free. I'm just a broken man loving my Jesus, showing my scars. Story of how mercy can reach you where you are, and I pray the whole world hears the cry of my heart is to see all the ones I love, loving my Jesus. said and done when my last song's been sung I stand face to face with the one who gave all for me may all I have to show be all that matters most Making your great name known This be my only legacy Loving my Jesus Showing my scars Telling my story Of how mercy reach you where you are and I'll pray the whole world hears the cry of my heart is to see all the ones I 
Jesus